the Gilda's maximum lawyers community of legal entrepreneurs who are taking their businesses and lives to the next level. As a Guild member, you'll build relationships, be held accountable, and learn strategies specifically designed to get you unstuck and accelerate your plan for growth. Members are also granted exclusive access to masterminds hosted around the country. Our next event is coming up, and we're heading to Scottsdale, Arizona. There's something truly magical about the power of these in-person connections where real-time breakthroughs happen. Picture this. You're surrounded by like-minded law firm owners tackling your business and mindset challenges together. The energy is electric, the insights are transformative, and the results are game-changing. Investing in yourself is the best decision you'll ever make. The knowledge, strategies, and breakthroughs you'll gain are priceless assets that will supercharge your practice and propel you forward. Join the Guild and secure your ticket to Scottsdale at the best possible price by visiting maxlawevents.com. Run your law firm the right way. This is the Maximum Liar Podcast. Your hosts, Jim Hacking and Tyson Mutrix. Let's partner up and maximize your firm. Welcome to the show. In today's episode, we're throwing it back to a presentation from MaxLawCon 2019. Joey Vitale of Indie Law shares his presentation about courses. Let's get to it. All right. So I thought we would start some things off with a bit of a call and response to wake everybody up. So I'll say one foot, you say in front of the next. One foot, one foot, one foot. I've got the power of my will and I want to win a mill, but I'm looking out a windowsill. I've got to take a bitter pill. I'm going to pay for what I did to my head or my heart will foot the bill. I've got a foot in my mouth, and because I'm kicking myself, I developed this habit of knocking out my front tooth. Looking uncouth, want to hear the truth, I'll give it to you straight, 151 proof. I'm telling myself it'll happen when I'm happy, but I'm climbing up a ladder that has got no end. Hung up on a rung, I'll never make it to the top, I'm looking at the bottom and I must descend. All I want to do is buck this trend, everybody needs a buck to spend, and I'll be working on myself until I work on someone else, until I get there, I'ma just pretend. I know I'm often told that there's this pot of gold, but I don't see no freaking rainbow and my coffee's cold. I know I should be grateful. I know I'm good and able, but I don't have the strength to get up from this kitchen table. This kind of shot comes once. Another opportunity of a lifetime just slipped away, and that's the fifth this month. But when you take a punch, don't you ever forget why you got up and you put one foot. Thank you. Those wise words come from my favorite slam poet turned rapper, George Watsky. And if you run a quick YouTube search of white kid raps fast, you'll find him. And any Hamilton fans in the room? Love it. So after Hamilton got popular, they did a mixtape and they had all of these famous musicians come and cover music. And Watsky was on the mixtape. But what I love about Watsky is his story. You see, Watsky had a really hard time in school. He didn't really get good grades. He was the class clown. He was always talking back to his teachers. And after what I just told you, it probably won't surprise you that one time when a teacher yelled at him, he responded back with a freestyle rap battle. It's a quick way to get detention. But he barely made it into high school. And his freshman year, he had an English teacher that was like, you know, I know this is hard for you, but I feel like there's some untapped potential here. Have you ever heard of slam poetry? 
And his English teacher introduced him to this art form that completely changed his world. And I love that story because I think it's so true for all of us, which is that we're often told that we have this weakness about ourselves. And on the flip side of that weakness is a uniquely powerful strength. So enough about George. Hi, I'm Joey. I was a kid once. I went to, to school here. Any other U-hi, St. Louis U-high boys in the house? Woo-hoo. Love it. Uh, I also married my best friend, and Chewbacca showed up, so that was kind of fun. Then I went to law school and freaked out when I graduated, because everybody told me that this was like the safe thing to do, like go to law school, and then you get like a secure, happy job, and life's fine. But I realized that I wasn't like a lot of the lawyers that I was meeting. I wasn't like a lot of my students. I don't like conflict. I really was uncomfortable in the courtroom, and I just wanted everybody to get along. But I got a job at a litigation firm, spent two years there feeling like this, and eventually was like, you know what? I can't do this anymore. I'm going to try something else. And so I left the law firm without really a plan B. I started looking for other work, mentoring other attorneys, and finally had the confidence to go out on my own. And I slowly learned that what made me a really bad litigator made me really good at helping small online businesses go from hobbyist to hustlepreneur to the growing CEO of a small business. And so I was about a year in my new firm. Things were fine, but as you guys know, it's, it's still stressful even if you love what you do. And about a year into practicing, I had a panic attack, which then resulted in a couple more panic attacks, which turned into multiple weeks at the ER. I'm fine now, but I learned that uh, I have this rare reaction to most anti-anxiety medicine. So the medicine that they gave me after the first panic attack was causing the others. But when you have that type of experience, they kind of make you see a therapist. So I was talking with my therapist and I was like, you know what, I'm learning all of this stuff about me and myself and the fact that I have to take care of myself or else I can't care for my people. And she was like, so it sounds like you're learning that you have to love yourself more than you love your business. And I was like, yeah, can I quote you on that? And so now that's the slogan for my law firm, and I've been doing it ever since. And how does this have to do with courses? So about a year ago, I was seeing my other online business owner friends who were also serving clients start to create these online courses and memberships. And a lot of them seemed to not really be working the way that they had hoped, but some of them were really taking off. I had friends with like an online membership that was making seven figures its first year, 30K in recurring revenue, webinars that were making 40% conversions on the webinar. And it, they were so successful that these business owners were actually leaving their one-to-one services and focusing just on these things. And so I was like, hey, can you like, show me how you did this and like, who you talked to to get you here? And they showed me, and it was Awesome. So for the past year, I've been learning this stuff as much as I can. And I would love to tell you that I'm like the after photo of what, how to do this. I'm not there yet. But I've learned a lot of lessons. I've made a lot of mistakes along the way. And I also want to help you guys. So I want to take a second here and real quickly, how many of you guys have like entertained the idea of creating some type of like an online course membership? Oh, a lot of you. Awesome. Just real quickly, write down a number. Write down how much money 
you would need that course or membership online product to make in a year for you to be like, yeah, that's a good, I'm glad I did that. I'm asking you to do that because there's no right or wrong answer, but whatever number you wrote down, you can get there. Because once you figure out how to do it once or twice or 10 times, it's just a matter of tweaking and pulling levers. So I'm going to walk you through 10 mistakes that I'm seeing a lot of people make in this space, and there are also 10 that I've had to work through. And instead of going through all 10 of them, I'm going to really focus on three, and then I'll cover the last seven at the end. So mistake number one is trying to sell a course. How many of you guys have bought a course before or some type of online? Keep your hands raised. Okay, look around. And I'm about to say something that I think you all know. We're a bunch of weirdos. <laughs> Nobody really wants to buy a course. And after you kind of get the hang of it, you're like, oh, cool. But if you try and sell a course, the messaging's off. The offer's pretty weak. So how do you, the first thing you have to do when you want to sell something is figure out, okay, how can I make this powerful enough of an offer so that people want in? So people don't really want a course, and they don't really just want information and a resource. If you can put together a process that's helpful, but what they really want is a result. Figuring out how you can create something that can turn into a result takes time. A lot of people jump this step because it's more fun and exciting to think about how they're going to build the thing. But if you can nail your messaging, the rest is so much easier. So ideally, you want a tangible transformation, something that you can like, prove in court. And what I found is a really great way of coming up with a powerful offer is using this blank without blank. So how can I give you a result that you want without you having to do something that you don't want to do? Basically taking that idea of how you can lose 15 pounds without exercising type of thing and turning that into what you can sell. It's all about the messaging and messaging is hard. That's why a lot of these things don't work. But it's also what makes this so awesome. Because if you can figure this out, this is what will make it. And as lawyers, if you can figure out this messaging, then you can take the lessons that you learn and apply it into your own marketing to sell your legal services. So I'm really big on this idea of this ladder of beliefs. Because a lot of times, we get so used to understanding you know, when her, the person calls, what, it, what their concerns are, that we market to those specific concerns. But if we want to sell these online courses and memberships, we have to think about these little steps of beliefs that they have before they come to you. And if you can really exercise through 10 or 20 different beliefs that they're going from one to the next before they need you, then you can start messaging them at the beginning. And when they say yes to that, like that post, comment there, then you can take them to the next step, and so on. And the idea is to sell them the cheese, sell them the thing that they're wanting, and give them the broccoli, give them the value that they actually need. And I also just wanted to point out here that I think a lot of us as lawyers immediately think about how can I create a downsell for my product, for my service. And that's definitely a, a thing that you can do. It's what we're working on. But if you're already looking to try and increase your referral network and make that more of a strategy like Maddie had talked about yesterday, then you can also create something that you're using for your referral partners. So if you're really good at something in your practice, you can figure out how to package that in a way to have a powerful transformation for people who are referring work your way. 
The Guild is an insanely productive community of lawyer entrepreneurs with a growth mindset who share their collective genius and hold each other accountable to take their careers and businesses to the next level. But in 2021, we are upping the game. In addition to exclusive access to the group, FaceTime with the two of us, discounted pricing for live events, and front seat exposure to live recording and podcasts and video, we are mapping out for members the exact growth playbook with our new program, Maximum Lawyer in Minimum Time. As a Guild member, you'll build relationships and experience content specifically designed to complement your plan for growth. For a limited time only, the Maximum Lawyer in Minimum Time program will be offered for free to all new Guild members. Join us by going to maxlawguild.com. Mistake number two is making it perfect. And I think we all know this, but it's so hard to actually implement. I'm a younger white guy, so you're probably not going to be surprised to hear me say that like, I think that you should be failing fast and failing often and all of that kind of stuff. I want to take things one step further and say that I don't think that failure exists. Because failure is really just an opinion that we have on a circumstance. And if you want this thing to work, you can't think in terms of failures. Because every action that you take is either a result that you wanted or a lesson that you needed to learn. So one of the things when it comes to fighting that fear of failure and that it, needing things to be perfect is trying to change your belief system. And one of the things that my team has really had to remind each other of is when we're trying to sell things and things aren't working, how can we have more helpful thoughts that are allowing us to go back to take the action to give us the results that we want? So when you're freaking out, ask yourself, is this thought helping me build my business? And if not, how can I think of something more useful? So this is really quick. This is a picture of, of my team. Some of you might have met Melissa before. She's been working with me for about a year. Just a quick shout out to Melissa. If you haven't met her yet, she's awesome. And she has helped me work through these types of exercises at a level that has just been so freaking helpful. So action creates clarity and we learn by doing. And to do that, the best way to, to hit the ground running with this stuff is to sell it first. So before you try building this thing that you hope sells, tell people that you're building the thing. Ninja tip for doing this is to figure out the price, whatever it's worth, and then go to as many people as you can and say, hey, I'm working on this thing. It's not ready yet, but I'm looking for five to 10 founding members that'll get it half off. And if they don't bite on that, then you know that the thing that you have to work on is your offer and your messaging and not building the thing that nobody's going to buy yet. And then if they say yes, you build it. Mistake number three is to always be selling. This is another common trap that people get into is they build the thing, they start selling it. But because this is something new and we all have other businesses, this is kind of on the back burner. This is always the thing that, oh yeah, hopefully I'll put it up on my website and people buy and it's just always there. But because it's always there, over time you start to feel like you can't be, can't be selling that all of the time. You feel weird promoting it all of the time kind of in this kind of second place version of what it is that you're actually doing. So it's not easy being evergreen, which is the term for always having that stuff be available because you feel like you're constantly promoting. It's easy to give up because you, you put up some stuff, you don't get the sales that you want, and you're like, oh, that didn't work. I'm going to try something else. And it's hard to iterate because you're not taking the time to say, okay, this group of students, what worked well, what didn't, how can I get feedback and improve it? So what I recommend instead is to think in terms of launches. 
And this isn't like fake scarcity where you're like, oh, the doors are closing and I'm just saying that so that you can buy. No, you're actually doing that so that you have an intentional window where you're promoting this thing, making it a priority, and then working through that group. And then the next time you launch, it's a better product. And then there's also this powerful debrief that happens. And this only happens if you give yourself the time to do it, where you go after the launch and you say, okay, what worked? What didn't work? What do the numbers look like? And what do we need to do next time to have a better launch? So here's my idea for you. Brainstorm a topic, and it can either be to your legal clients or to somebody that is a referral partner. Start talking about it. Hop on calls for people who have that pain point. And just keep track of what it is that they're saying, because that is gold in terms of your messaging. Launch that unfinished version 30 days from now. I wouldn't say that to most people, but because of the way that Jim and Tyson talk, I feel like you guys are action takers and you could do this. Again, do that founding member price with the 50% off debrief when it's done, then launch every quarter, and then we can talk finally about going evergreen here next year. So here's the other seven. You don't want to forget the bonuses. So this is super helpful because if you have your own course content and then you add all of these bonuses, all together, that makes it a no-brainer. And we talked about that broccoli and that cheese. So give them the cheese in the bonuses that makes them feel like, oh, well, if I buy this course, then I'm going to have what I want. And then when they go through it, they realize that the most valuable part was the course itself. We also hear this don't charge what you're worth or charge what you're worth thing. And that's great. And you all as human beings are like valuable beyond measure. But you don't know how valuable this thing is yet. So make it as cheap as you need to make it for you to confidently tell people that it's, it's available. And when they say that, and, and just be so confident that when you say what the price is, you can stand behind it. And if you feel like you're pricing it so high and you don't really know if you can stand behind that price, then lower it until you get that value in and then you can raise it over time. Also, don't go to the people that, that, that don't buy the first time because they're just saying not yet. So keep them on that list. Keep reminding them of what's available. And don't get attached to results. Because like I said, the real value at the beginning is learning these lessons that will eventually get you there. Don't overwhelm your people. A lot of people think that I have to make my course or my membership as valuable as possible, especially if it's a membership. I have to be pouring content into it every month or else people will feel like they're not getting their money's worth and they'll leave. The number one reason why people ask for a refund or discontinue a membership or anything is because they're overwhelmed by the work. So don't overwhelm your people. Don't give away the how for free. Because again, that cheese and broccoli talk, that how they're not valuing as much as the, the what and the why. So don't waste your time when you're marketing going into the tricks of, of how to do what it is that you're going to be talking about, about that transformation and what the process is. Instead, Keep hammering home why that transformation is so powerful and letting them know that you can help them. And then don't rush into affiliates. Affiliates are a more advanced thing. And people who are kind of more in the affiliate space, they want to see that you're getting results. And so if, it's, if it happens that you don't get the results that you want on your first or second launch and you ask people to affiliate for you and it didn't go as planned or whatever, then you've already used up your pool of people that you would prefer to use when you've got this growing thing and you've made it easy and you said, oh, if you want to be an affiliate partner, 
I've got a page, I've got resources, I've got copy, we're launching here, here's the entire swipe file and what you can use, and you make it really easy for them to sell your stuff. I want to end on one last quote from my man, Watsky, who says, Once Cupid hit me with his burning arrow, he lit that lava in my churn and marrow. So when I'm tested, I remember I've been blessed with that tender ember resting left of center in my chest. So yes, if you mess with me, you'll see my game face. Because no matter who you pray to when you say grace, and no matter where you come from in this great space, every single person is escaping from the same place. So if you've got a flame that's blazing hot within, take a deep breath and feed it oxygen. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. To stay in contact with your host and to access more content, go to MaximumLawyer.com. Have a great week and catch you next time.